welcome to Bangor Community Church Podcast. We pray that you will be blessed today as you hear the Word of God. Well, we're going to take our Bible this morning. So let's take our Bible and we're going to stand up and we're going to declare over ourselves this morning. So hallelujah. This is my Bible. I believe what it says. I believe I am who it says I am. I believe I have what it says I have. I believe I can do what it says I can do. And now I'm about to receive the incorruptible, the ever-living, the never-dying seed of the Word of God. My mind is alert. My heart is open. And as a result, I shall never, ever be the same again in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's be seated, church. Praise God. Great to see Lindsay again. Hallelujah. So welcome. So um, I've entitled this message this morning, uh, Tune in your receiver. Tune in your receiver. So let's turn to Luke and, uh, chapter 11. I will put it up. Luke chapter 11. And verses 9 to 10. Luke 11 verses 9 to 10. So I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. You know, God answers prayer according to his word. He always answers prayer, and it's according to the word, what he said in here. But you may say this morning, well, I've been praying this, and I've been believing this. Why hasn't my prayer manifest? Pastor Karen, what's going on? Why aren't I seeing the results of my prayer? Well, I'll tell you one thing. It's not because God didn't answer when you prayed. It's not because he didn't answer. If anybody missed it, I'll tell you what, it's not the Lord. Anybody agree? Anybody missed it, it's not the Lord. If I'm not getting an answer to my prayer, I have to examine and say, you know, what am I doing that's not receiving results? Because it's not the Lord. God answers prayer. And really, when it boils down to it, is we need to learn how to receive. We need to re- learn how to receive from the Lord when we come to him. And if we're honest, all of us have experiences of prayer failures. Can anybody be honest with me today? Prayer failures, you know, things you've been really, oh, you know, I've asked for this, but where is it manifest? Still not manifest. Uh, But I tell you what, God is faithful, and he wants the best for each one of us. He's not picking and choosing. He's not going around this one and that one. He's he's not going, well, I bless Sally over here, but I'll not keep keep my blessing from Jim, and I'll heal Bob, uh, but I won't heal... Matthew, he's, he's, you know, he's not a God like that. He's a good God. So we have to see, well, how are we receiving? How are we praying? 
the Lord has an awesome plan for our life, and it involves joy, it involves peace, it involves us walking in health, it involves us walking in the blessing all of the time. So just because um, you can't taste, you can't see, you can't smell, you can't hear, you can't touch something, doesn't mean that God hasn't answered your prayer. Right? So many times we're living in these, the realm of the five senses. And we need, it's with our body, we contact this physical, five senses, we contact this physical world. But when you come into spiritual things, those five senses are useless. They won't help. And God is a spirit, remember? He's a spirit. We are spirit beings. Our spirit is located down inside of us, and he communicates with our spirit. And he has put that power and anointing, the same power and anointing that raised Jesus from the dead, says dwells in you and it'll quicken our mortal bodies, that part of God deep down in our spirit. So for instance, if you've got pain in your body and, and you're asking God for healing, you know, and you say, God, I'm asking you just to heal, bring healing to this body or to this part of my body, then you believe that you receive that healing there and, and then you can go ahead and start commanding that pain out of your body. You know what it is, you're standing in faith you're declaring faith, you're taking scripture, you're taking this word, and you're speaking it forth by faith. Romans 8 and 11 says, but if the same spirit, if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, and he dwells in us, doesn't he, church? Then he who raised Christ from the dead would also give life, or the other translations will quicken, he'll give life to your body, your mortal body, through his spirit who dwells in you. So, you know, when you're standing and you're believing and you're standing in the scriptures and scriptures like that, faith is coming. There's a whole lot of activity, a whole lot of powers being released. And then you say, well then, Pastor Karen, how on earth do we get that from the spiritual realm to manifest in the physical realm? And we know how that is done, don't we? It's by faith, by faith. Hebrews 11 and 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Again, that's why we're not to rely on our natural sight or our hearing or um, what we can touch. And um, you know what? There's many things in the unseen realm and if you're just waiting to see with your physical sight, you're going to miss out on a whole lot of stuff because there's a supernatural world. There's a reality. There's a reality within us, that reality of the spirit within us. You know, it's like having uh, electromagnetic waves. They're all around us right at this time. You can't see them. I can't see them. But if I take a phone or if I have this computer and I plug into the Wi-Fi, then all of a sudden there's, there's waves and we're receiving. There's a receiver there at the back and a channel, that channel at the back, this has to be plugged into the right channel, the right frequency for this mic to work. So that's so important that every channel has a frequency and if you're not tuned into that frequency, you're not going to be able to hear or this mic isn't going to work. So there's things we have to know as to how prayer works. We have to know 
how to enforce the scriptures, how to enforce the promises. We've got to know how does this receiver work so that we can get answers to our prayers. Amen? So when you pray, believe you receive. That's what God's word says. When you pray, as soon as you pray, as you're praying, you believe right there, right now, you receive. So if you're believing for healing in your body, then maybe there's a swelling or something, there's something physical going on in your body, you believe you receive right there, then you don't go run into the mirror to see if it's still there. You don't go feeling around. And I know in meetings and when the faith is high, sometimes that maybe evangelist will say, do something you couldn't do before. And that's fine as the Lord leads them. But when we're standing for our healing, what we're not wanting to do is just go every minute and go, is it still there? Is it still there? Is it still there? Because what are we doing? We're relying on our feeling. We're relying on touch. We're relying on sight. We're relying on the natural senses. When if we really stood before the Lord and we received our healing by faith, now we're already whole. So it doesn't matter what your body's screaming out at you. In your spirit, you have already received by faith and now you're already whole. It just may take some time for that to manifest. Sometimes it's immediately, sometimes it's a few seconds, sometimes it's a minute, sometimes it's a week, sometimes it's a, you know, a couple of weeks, sometimes it's a few months. But if you've stood in prayer in faith and you have received, it will manifest as you don't rely on your senses, your natural senses. Matthew eleven twenty four says, in the New King James Version, therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask, when you pray, believe, you receive them. And you will have them. Future tense. Believe right there on the spot you will receive and you will have them. That could be right then or that could be a little later. And we don't have time to go into now why there's, there's a time period sometimes. But you believe that you receive. So, you know, you declare by faith, even though I can't see it. Maybe I can't smell it. If I can't feel it. I know God's word says when I pray, believe that I receive the answer now. Right now. And it will be future manifest, whether that's in a second. It will be manifest. Amen. So um, you start commanding your body in line with the word of God to come into line. You speak to your body. Speak to your body. Just like Jesus. Remember the story of the fig tree? He was going along and he was looking for fruit off the fig tree. And there was no fruit. And um, he, he immediately commanded that fig, fig tree to die. And the reason was at the time, in, uh, fig tree leaves, fruit is supposed to appear on fig trees even before or just as the leaves are developing. So that fig tree should have had fruit. The Lord went purposely to, you know, think, I'm going to get fruit here. And it says he answered the tree, so the tree was speaking. What was the tree speaking? It had lots of leaves, so it was speaking to Jesus, I have fruit, I have lots of leaves. Come, take a fig off me. See all my lovely leaves. That's what it was speaking to Jesus. When Jesus went and didn't find a fig, 
You waste of space, I rebuke you. You dry up by the roots. And we know then the next morning the disciples are going along and they say, oh, master, see that fig tree that you cursed? It's dead. It dried up by the roots. It went into immediate operation when Jesus said, you dry up by the roots, that happened, but it take a little while to manifest up from the roots and show on the surface. We can command things. We can command mountains to move. We can command the mountains represent our problems to move and to shift. We can speak to our body. You know, scientists have discovered a part in the brain that's voice activated. If you say, I'm tired, then your brain will hear that and prepare your body for rest. I'm sure we've heard that before. So, you know, sometimes I'd be going around the house and, oh, I'm tired, Brian. He says, don't declare that over yourself. Rejoice in the Lord. And he'll remind me, don't speak tired. Because the more you speak tired, the more you'll become tired because your body goes into that operation and you feel tireder. And try it. Why don't you try it when you have some spare time, right? Put this to work. Start speaking tiredness over yourself. You know, when you have a wee hour in the evening or something to spare. And see what your body starts to do. And then put this to work. Start declaring over yourself, I'm not tired. I'm full of energy. I'm ready to go. Oh my goodness, I've done a whole day's work and I've been doing the house and everything else and I could do a whole day's work now just before I go to sleep and see if you're charged with energy. Put it to work. That's what scientists have discovered that. Tell yourself that you feel great and that same part of the the brain starts to send out endorphins and uh, energizes your body. You know, I'd read about Smith Wigglesworth one time. Somebody had asked him um, a question. He says, I, I never tell, I never let my body tell me how to feel. In the morning, he, he used to get up and he'd dance around the place and he'd tell his body what it was going to feel. I'm going to have a good day. I'm blessed today. This is a day that the Lord has made. And he danced around his bedroom. And so many times we let our body tell us how how we're supposed to be feeling. Isn't that right? Everything's supposed to come from our spirit. So we need reminded. Brian reminds me. We need somebody to come along and, and help us and remind us and stir us up of these things. Um, so speak life instead of death. Command pain to leave. Proverbs 18.21, a familiar verse, it says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. You know, the same verse in the Passion Translation said, your words are so powerful. They will, and that, that they will kill or give life. Your words are so powerful that they will kill or give life. And the talkative person will reap the consequences. And the talkative person will reap the consequences. Any talkative people in here? My encouragement is talk less. Talk less until you can really know that every word coming out of your mouth is life. Because if you're a talkative person and, and you're still getting this into play, you, be, you could be talking death words over yourself. I think we said it last week, we've got one mouth, we've got two ears. Talk less, listen more. Amen. So words are so powerful, they will either, they'll kill or give life, and the talkative person will reap the consequences. 
So many people desire to be healed, but they're speaking all kinds of negative things. So, for instance, you go and the doctor gives them a report and their body, you know, feels a certain way. And um, they start to, to tell people, this is what my body feels like. They start to talk about what other people's opinions are. They start to say, well, the doctor's just given me, you know, two months to live and things like that. And um, they're just speaking, speaking, speaking. And then they're saying, you know, God, why, aren't, why isn't healing manifest in my life? But there's, you know, just like there's natural laws, like there's a natural law of gravity, there's spiritual laws. And just like we know that we can't go against the natural law of gravity, and gravity is good. It, 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 it's good because I don't have to walk around here with a big lead ball attached to me and trail it along to stop me floating away. Or we're all sitting in our seats this morning. We don't have to be strapped in. We've got that law of gravity keeping us grounded. Amen? So that's to our advantage so we don't have to work even harder. Imagine that. Imagine having to trail something around just to keep you grounded so you wouldn't float off. Imagine trying to do all your activities and all, trying to be strapped in and think of the astronauts and stuff. So gravity is good, but what happens if you go to the top of the tower block, the city hospital, and all of a sudden you jump off it? You start flapping and trying to fly and everything. That same law of gravity will kill you. You'll drop the same law that is there to help you not float away. If you abuse it, if you don't use it right, oh, I'll just drop off and I'll try to fly like a bird. will kill you. So there's spiritual laws, and we've got to know how those spiritual laws work. Isn't that right? We've got to know how the kingdom works. More and more, I'm asking the Lord, Lord, show me more. How, how does your kingdom work? How can I be effective, more effective in the kingdom, more effective in putting this word to work? Show me, Lord. That's a prayer we should all be praying. Show me. So if you're saying, I'm getting worse, the doctors give me a few months to live, and then you turn around and say, Lord, if it's your will, please heal me. <laughs> You're going against a spiritual law there. And the end result will not be good. There are, it's words of unbelief, not operating in the law of faith. Remember, death and life are in the power of the tongue. So we've got to get into this word, and we've got to search out scripture, search out a verse, stand on it, speak to a mountain, Tell it to move. Amen? So Mark 11, 22 to 23, in the New King James Version, it says, So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. Verse 23, For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to the mountain, or the problem, be removed and be cast into the sea. It's interesting here that God uses mountain that word mountain, he could have used a, a molehill. He could have used another word, but he used a mountain for us to see the beautiful picture that we can speak to the biggest thing, that we could see a mountain. And if we can move it, he gave us that big, you can move a mountain by faith. So it was encouraging us. I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and doesn't doubt in his heart but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. That's a promise. 
That is a promise of God that we can stand on. It's not airy-fairy. It's not just to work for one person, not for It's a law. It's a promise of God. So speak to that mountain, whether it's sickness, whether it's, it's lack in your life, uh, whatever it is, speak to that mountain and command it to move. Most Christians, you know what they're doing? They're going to God. They're spending time. They're going in and closing their door. And they're having their time with the Lord. And they're speaking to him all about their mountain. Oh, my mountain, my problem, it's so big. I don't know what I'm going to do about this big, big mountain. You know, Lord, it grew so much yesterday. This happened as if God doesn't know. We're trying to tell God what he already knows. When he has said, you speak to your mountain, you make it move, you shift. Whatever you ask me in prayer, believe you'll receive and you'll have them. Amen? We've so got to know this to be able to move our mountains in our lives so that we can reach the lost and help move mountains in other people's lives. Isn't that right? So, so important. Um, So God's given us all authority. And uh, as we find out more and more how the kingdom works and more about our authority, the prayer meetings the last number of weeks, Mama has been teaching a little bit about authority and the authority that we have, and we've been exercising, and we exercise that authority in prayer as we come together. And when we pray, we always pray from that place of victory. Isn't that right? Always pray from that place. God has already gone, or Jesus has gone to the cross. He's already taken everything. He's, he's purchased everything for us. We're on the victory side. We're not trying to get. We're already on the victory side. So we always pray from a place of victory not a place from defeat, not a place of trying to get. We are enforcing the victory of the cross. Jesus has already done something. He's everything. So we're enforcing the victory of the cross. Amen? You get that? Always pray from a place of victory. Always. Not from a place, oh God, I'm defeated. You know, (laughs) there's no hope. There's no hope for Afghanistan. There's no hope for those Christians. There's no hope. There's no, we pray for a place of victory. We pray for God, help them to rise up. Help them to rise up in strength. They've been prepared for this very moment. This hasn't taken you by surprise. They are prepared. They've got the victory. And that's how we pray for them. Encourage them in the Lord. Send supplies, whatever they need. But they've been prepared for this very hour. May they stand in victory. Amen? We're partakers of the new covenant. My goodness, every day, and just enforce that, just to thank you for the covenant. Thank you, I'm victorious. Thank you that I'm healed. I walk in divine health. I walk in divine blessing. We're, we're, we're a divine protection. Thank you for your covenant. Thank you for it, Lord. We don't take it for granted. I don't take it for granted. So when you pray, thank God that he's already taken care of the problem, then, then exercise your authority. See, when you th- you're thanking God, always come with an attitude of thanksgiving. God, thank you. You're so awesome. There's nothing you cannot do. You're such a mighty God. You've already done everything. You've already broken through on my behalf. You've gone before. You know what's happening? Faith is coming. Faith is coming. Faith is coming. 
faith is coming. And when you could sense you're at this sort of level of faith, then you can go to that mountain. If it's something in your body, you say, in the name of Jesus, I command this leg to get into line with the word of God. You are healed. So you pray from a place of victory. You pray from a place standing in faith. Now, it's very, very important. See if you're still fearful. But the doctors have said, I've got a couple of months. And you're still fearful. And you know, fear's going to try and come. It's going to keep on trying to come. But you, if you pray from that place of fear, you're not going to get results. You've got to be in this place of faith. You've got to stand in that place of faith to receive. Remember, we're talking about tuning in your receiver. Stand in your place of faith, and then you're able to receive. So check for any fear, check for any anxiety, because that will stop you tuning in and receiving all that God has for you. Um, Smith Wigglesworth has a wee story I just wanted to read to you here, uh, or there's a story of him, and it just uh, sums up really what we're talking about. Says I was in Belfast one day and I saw one of the brethren of the assembly, and he said to me, Wigglesworth, I'm troubled. I have a good deal of sorrow during the past five months. You know, I had a woman in my assembly who could always pray the blessing of heaven down on our meetings. Oh, just stop there. How do we need people who can pray the blessings of God? on our meetings. She's an old woman. Age doesn't matter. An old woman. Mom is a trooper. She is a trooper. She is here. When other people could be here at prayer on Thursday night, mom is here. A mom is not just coming in to just show her face. Now, mom is up here, walking about, leading in prayer and bringing scriptures. People ask me about mom. How is your mom after your dad has passed at glory? I says, mom is tremendous. She is a tremendous example. And it's not just because she has to show her face. It's because she knows her God, the God inside of her. And how we need more people like mom to get the job done of reaching this world. Amen? People who know their authority in prayer, people that will come and bring their supply to prayer, people who will go at the Lord's beckon any time he just puts a burden in your heart, whether you're at your job and that you have to wait till your coffee break and at your coffee break, that 15-minute break, you go to the toilet, you shut yourself in and you pray something through that is the faithfulness that God is looking for. She's an old woman, but her presence is always an inspiration. But five months ago, she fell and she broke her thigh. The doctors put her into a plaster cast, and after five months, they broke the cast. But the bones were not properly set, so she fell and broke the thigh again. He took me to her house and there was a woman lying in the bed on the right side of the room. And I said to her, well, well, what about it now? And she said, 
they have sent me home incurable. The doctors told me I'm so old that my bodies won't even knit together. There's no nutrient in my bones. And they've, they can ne not do anything for me. And so I'll have to lie in this bed. For the they've said I'll have to lie in this bed for the rest of my life. I said to her, can you believe God? She replied, yes. Ever since I heard you came to Belfast, my faith has been quickened, made alive. I know there is no power on earth that can make the bones of my thigh knit, but I know there's nothing impossible with God. I said, do you believe he will meet you now? She answered, I do. It's grand to see people believe God, Smith, Smith said. God knew all about this leg and that it was broken in two places. I said to the woman, when I pray, something will happen. Well, her husband was sitting there, and he'd been in a chair for four years, and he couldn't walk a step. And he called out, I don't believe. I won't believe. You will never get me to believe. I said, all right. And I laid my hands on his wife in the name of Jesus. And the moment hands were laid upon her, the power of God went right through her, and she cried out, I'm healed. I said, I'm not going to assist you to rise. God will do it all. So she rose up and she walked up and down the room, praising God. Well, the old man was amazed at what happened to his wife, and he cried out, make me walk, make me walk. So I said to him, you old sinner, repent. And he cried out, Lord, you knew I didn't mean it, what, you, what I said. You know I believe. I don't think he meant what he said. Anyway, the Lord was full of compassion. If he marked our sins, where would we all be? Where would any of us be? So if we will meet the conditions, God will always meet us. If we believe all things are possible, I laid my hands on him and the power went right through the man's body and those legs for the first time in four years received power to carry his body and he walked up and down, in and out, and he said, Oh, what great things God has done for us tonight. Amen? Praise God. So tuning in, learning to tune in our receiver. Receive by faith. Get into that place. Going over the scriptures. And you know when you're in a place of faith, and then start commanding, whether that's something in your body, there's something to do with your finance, something to do with your family, something to do at work. Shift the mountain, shift the problem by faith in Jesus' name. Amen? Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, let's respond to that word today. Let's pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Perhaps we'll have the worship team up. You can have um, us in some worship. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we thank you that your word works. We thank you that you have done all that you're going to do at the cross. We thank you that we can pray from that place of victory every single time. And we can see results. We know that you're not holding anything back on us. 
So, Lord, we thank you and we praise you, God, that everything that we ask for in your name, according to your word, we can have as we believe and as we receive it by faith. God, we thank you and we praise you for that ability that you've given us. Lord God, with our voice, to be able to speak to our mind, to speak to our problem, and to command it to move in the name of Jesus. Oh, I thank you, God. I thank you that we will walk in this revelation more and more and more, Lord God. That we will be that people that walk by faith, that talk by faith, Lord God. That see results by faith. Oh, Father, I thank you, Lord God, that we will delve into your word like never before, that we hungry for your word, that we'll be taking the promises of God and we'll be standing on that word and we'll be seeing results for other people around us, that people around us will know I can come to them, I can come to that person, I can come to you, I can come to you because you're going to have an answer. And Lord God, I thank you that we're going to be able to help so many people. We're going to be able to help disciple people. We're going to be able to help people in these things that we're learning and putting into action for ourselves, Lord God. I thank you, Lord, that we are the answer to a needy world. We give you praise and we give you thanks. Hallelujah. 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 We thank you, Lord. Oh, we praise you, Jesus. We praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Let's all stand as we sing. Is there anybody here this morning that that just as I've been speaking this morning, you're thinking of a mountain and you're feeling I haven't really dealt with that mountain. But faith has been coming. It says, as you hear, hear the word, as you sit on the anointed word, faith has been coming to you and you want to come forward and I'll agree with you in prayer. Then come forward for whatever that is. Just as the worship team lead us forth. Say 
you, Lord, for such an awesome God that you are. 
There's nothing that we are lacking in. Absolutely nothing because you've made provision for everything. You are our everything, Lord God. And we thank you and we praise you, Lord Jesus. We praise you, Lord God. We thank you. We honor you, Lord. Our hearts are filled with thanksgiving to you today. Full of thankfulness, Lord God. Full of thankfulness, Lord, that we're finding you. We're finding the kingdom. Finding you today, Lord God. Hidden. Hidden in you. Hidden in Christ Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Hidden in Christ Jesus. Hidden in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, we thank you, Lord God. You've given us your power. You've given us your anointing. Hallelujah. Oh, we thank you and we praise you, Jesus. Lord God, as we go out of here today, Father, I thank you that we go out in that power and that anointing of Holy Spirit and that overflow. There would be an overflow from this morning. There would be an overflow from this word. There would be an overflow in our lives, overflowing out to other people, overflowing out to others in Jesus' name. Oh, we thank you for a great week ahead. A great week, Lord God, of ministering to other people, encouraging other people. Hallelujah. As we come back again on Thursday night prayer and and on Sunday for the back to school Sunday, I thank you for many children, many young people, parents coming here, finding you, Lord, finding the answer, Lord. The answer is Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, we thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us. We look to God that he will direct your steps and blessings through this week. For more information, visit us at bangercommunitychurch.co.uk or find us on Facebook.